Mari. Bibles, if you will. Nehemiah chapter number 8. Nehemiah chapter number 8 this morning. A uh, little unusual, to be honest with you. Uh, probably, in some ways, in my mind anyway, more of a Wednesday night message, seems like, this morning. Uh, I guess myself, I'd be more accustomed to preaching this on a Wednesday night. Uh, but, this just seems like that's what the Lord's got on my heart this morning. And uh, I just want to be obedient to him. Had this on my heart, on my mind all week. I mean, just could not get rid of it. And uh, I had to do quite a bit of bush hogging this week, that far. And it uh, seemed like I rode around all week, just had this on my mind and on my heart. And I uh, just want to do my best to give it to you this morning. All right, Nehemiah chapter number 8. We'll read the first eight verses. I'd really like to read on that verse 12, but we'll read the first eight and see how... See what time elapsed. All right. If you find your places, stand with me if you can and able. All in reverence to the reading of the word of the Lord. Nehemiah chapter number 8. And begin reading in verse number 1. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all they could hear would understand before the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday. Before the men and the women and those that could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive under the book of the law. And as with the scribes stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose, and beside him stood Matijah and Shema and Eli, Uriah and Hilkiah, and Masai, and on his right hand, on his left hand, Pedadai, and Mishael, and Malchai, Hashem, and Hashpadana, and Zechariah, and Meshulam. Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. When he opened it, all the people stood up. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, Jeshu, and Shebai, Jamin, Akub, Shabbathai, Hodijah, Messiah, Kalida, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Peliah, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read the book of the law, God distinctly gave the sense, caused them to understand the reading. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, I should be lucky this morning. Lord, I'm thankful for the privilege of the honor to be back in your house. Lord, I pray we never need this morning. Billy's prayer request been made mention, both spoken and unspoken. Lord, I pray for everyone here this morning. Discouraged, would you encourage your heart? Lord, if there's anyone walking before this away, Lord, I pray for all up close to you once again. Most of all, I pray for everyone here today lost, and then with that, you'll just save them through the last and too late. Lord, I pray you speak to us this morning. Lord, I pray you remind us of these truths in your word. We'll be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. For we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. You be seated. And thank you for standing with us this morning. Now, uh, 
hopefully as we read through, maybe there were some things already that uh, begin to kick off in your mind, sound familiar, uh, maybe sounds uh, uh, something we're accustomed to maybe, uh, but I just have this thought on my heart, I, I, I may not get real wound up, may not do just a whole lot of uh, boisterous preaching maybe this morning, but uh, this is the thought Lord got on my heart, how to have church. I mean, if we come this morning, there's some things that, uh, I won't say this, here in Nehemiah chapter 8, it is, interestingly, uh, you close out the book of Malachi, there is no sin of God. 400 years of silence separate Malachi and Matthew. Uh, you come out in Matthew and all of a sudden the, the Jews are using the synagogue constantly. It's very prevalent in the New Testament. Interestingly, I believe we're getting the, the start of the Jewish synagogue here in Nehemiah chapter 8. Now that's just a little bit of historical stuff. I, I'll show you some practical things here in a minute. Uh, but then let's think a minute about the church. Uh, the early church, of course, was made up uh, on the day of Pentecost, before the 3,000 souls were saved, the early church, they were made up almost entirely of Jewish men that had been influenced uh, by the Jewish synagogue. Now, there's some things, I'm not promoting the Jewish synagogue, but there are some things that we'll find in the synagogue that carry over even today in the, in the local churches. In fact, uh, there's a lot here in Nehemiah chapter 8 that you and I practice today, uh, and we'll see that as we go through. So, Lord, I'll preach a little while on that thought of how to have church. Some things that I believe we're going to have to have if we're truly uh, going to have church this morning, all right? Notice the first of all, verse number one, which what your Bible said, and all the people gathered themselves together as one man. Can I say this? Uh, if you're going to have church this morning, you're going to have to have some people. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Now, you say, preacher, you all about numbers? Absolutely not. But I will tell you this. You're going to have to have some people. There's going to have to be. In fact, the Bible said all the people gathered themselves together as what? As one man. That's interesting. That uh, All these people gathered themselves together, if you would, into one as one man. Now you and I understand the New Testament truth that we've gathered together this morning as one body. Isn't that right? We've come together. We're going to have to have people uh, if you're going to have to have, if you're going to have church. In fact, I was talking to a young preacher the other day. But I've been wrong. Oh, I really don't remember it. Uh, but I remember I made this statement. And it's true. I said there's more of your ministry uh, revolves around people than what you realize. Uh, uh, it's not about making a name. It's not about uh, promoting yourself. It's about people. That's literally uh, that word minister means to minister to. Uh, who do we minister to? We minister to people. Isn't that right? Uh, we meet the needs. We uh, fellowship. We, it's about people this morning. Yeah. In order to have church, you're going to have to have people. Now I want to say this. Uh, not only are you going to have to have people, but you have to have unified people. You have to have people uh, that come together in one mind and one accord. And uh, they gathered themselves together, the Bible said, uh, as one man. So we see number one, uh, in order to have church, you're going to have to have people. Then I'm going to say this, not only are you going to have to have people, watch what your Bible said. <laughs> All the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. Can I say this? Not only are you going to have to have people, you're going to have to have place. Yeah. 
They're hurt. You know, now, I understand. Don't fall out with me. I understand the church is not the building. I understand that. Uh, but aren't you glad this morning for a place that you come and gather together? There was a designated place uh, that the people gathered themselves together. Uh, I saw something this week. I, I don't often talk about things I see on Facebook, but I, I have to admit I found this rather funny. Uh, uh, somebody had a thing on Facebook alley that said, uh, uh, to those that say I'm a Christian but don't need church, uh, it's some kind of buffalo or I don't know, some kind of, I don't know, what you call antelope or something, and, uh, a lion chasing after it all over in the distance and the whole crowd gathered together. Uh, but it wasn't together. The crowd it was the one that was alone. Uh, yeah. I, I found that rather funny. Can I say this? I'm glad for a place. So yeah. yeah. uh, they had a place. Uh, uh, to gather together. Now, I realized this morning that uh, while they ought to be cared for, they ought to be reverenced. Uh, I realized there really is nothing special about this building uh, uh, or this place. I understand that. Of course I do. But uh, what makes it special is this the place uh, uh, that we can gather together uh, as one body. Isn't that right? There must be people. Uh, uh, but I want to say thank God for a place. Now, uh, interestingly, notice where they gathered. The Bible said that uh, uh, into the street that was before the water gate. Now, I'm not spending a whole lot of time reiterating all that, but you'll remember, of course, uh, a few years ago, so those of you that's here, uh, uh, we preached several weeks on the gates out of Nehemiah 3. Yeah. Uh, there is the sheep gate, the water gate. Uh, you go on and on the old gate. You go on and on on the ten gates uh, mentioned in Nehemiah three. Now, <laughs> the water gate was the source uh, uh, of all the water for the whole city. Uh, that's interesting. Me, that's the place they met. Can I say this? You know what water is symbolic of in Scripture? Uh, Running water, symbolic of the Holy Ghost, but still water, drinking water, if you would, uh, is symbolic of the Word of God. And uh, so this well, this water gate, if you would, uh, uh, is uh, symbolic of the Word of God. It was a place supplied the whole city uh, of Jerusalem. It was a place, Ronald, that had to be had to be visited every day. Uh, in fact, oftentimes, multiple times a day. Uh, Anybody that's going to get clean is going to have to go to the water gate. Uh, anybody that's going to get a drink of water has to go to the water gate. Uh, anybody that's going to cook has to go to the water gate. Uh, are you saying well, anything yeah. he's going to do, he's going to have to have water. Uh, oh my, how good it is to know. You know why we come? Uh, it's to get around the water, to get around the Word of God. Uh, oh yes, for this yeah. need every day. Uh, uh, multiple times a day, oftentimes. Uh, it is vital in our Christian life. Uh, and it pictures, of course, the Word of God. So we need a place. Uh, uh, we need people. Then I want you to know something, if you would. Uh, the petition of the people. Now, you say, preacher, what are you talking about? Watch what your Bible said in that verse 1. Bible said that into the street that was before the water gate, and they, talking about the people, all the people gathered themselves as one man at the water gate, the street of the water gate, uh, and the Bible said, they speaking this for the scribe uh, to bring the book of the law of Moses, uh, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. Oh, my happy day, happy day. I, I thought about that this week. Uh, uh, it seems like, no, you'll find out in your ministry. Uh, uh, it seems like uh, I have a conversation 
uh, frequently, almost weekly, at least monthly. Uh, somebody get in touch with me and they'll say, Preacher, uh, if we was come up out of your church, what do you have to offer the young people there? What do you have to offer this? Or what do y'all do about that? Or what, what can you offer me here? And uh, I, I think we try to do things quite a bit. And we uh, just got back a couple weeks ago from a men's fishing trip. That was uh, good and enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, I never had said, well, if you come up here, we'll, we'll take your husband fishing and have good fellowship. Uh, uh, I never had said that because we may not do it no more. I don't know if we will or not. And, uh, I, I could say, well, we had Bible school and uh, we do this or that, but I usually don't do that. Uh, uh, you know, but it seems like everybody wants something. Everybody yeah. wants uh, uh, that. I've had people actually tell me, well, if you join uh, the Awana Club, we'd come up there. Or if you'd uh, uh, join the Good News Club, we'd come up there. If you'd do this, we'd do that. Uh, can I say this? You know, a happy day in uh, Israel, then how's life? You know what the people did? They gathered together. That's uh, one man the gates of the, the street, the gate of water, the water gate. Uh, and the Bible said they speak to Israel the scribe. He only said, just bring the book. That's all they want. They said, just bring the book. That's what we need. We don't need a conviction. We don't need a, we don't need a, we don't need a commission. We don't need a, a board to sit on. We just need you to bring the book. That was their tradition. They want him just simply bring the book. Can I say this? That's how you have church this morning. I'm all for going on fishing trips. I'm all for hopefully come March or whatever spring break is that we may try to take another church trip. I'm all for doing those things. Hallelujah. It's fun. I'm good for chicken stews and vacation Bible school and taking the youngins to ball games. I'm all for it. It's good, fun, and dandy. But I tell you how to have church. Just bring the book. I'm all for good gospel singing. But I don't find anywhere where they said you better have a good tree or a cup or a quartet. They just said, here's for what we need, bring the book. Bring the Lord God. Proclaim to us what God said. And can I say this morning without any apology, that is how you'll have church. The Bible said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Isn't that right? Or else about everything right there. I felt it bogged in this little bit. Let me say it again. I'm all for good gospel singing. Thank God for the singing we got in the church. We're going to have our Jubilee come December. I'm already praying and thinking about who I'm going to get to come sing. But can I tell you this? You know what I'm far more excited about than singing that. I'm excited about a man of God that'll bring the book uh, and open up the Word of God and proclaim to me what thus saith the Lord. That's uh, how I had church this morning. They said, bring the book of the law. Their petition, their desire was for Israel, the man of God to simply bring the book. Now watch, not only the people and the plates and the petition, but notice with me, fourthly, if you would, notice the priority. Look with me in verse 2. Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women. And all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday. Before the men, the women, and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive under the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. Beside him stood, I'm not going to read all those names, get down to verse 5. 
Ezra opened the book in the sight of the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood. Uh, notice with me, if you would, the priority. Now, how to have church? Like that people. Like that place. And the people's going to have to have a desire for the man of God to bring the book in there. Right. Now, notice the priority. Say, now listen. I had a woman not too long ago. She called me. She said, uh, she, I, I, I wouldn't mention her. I don't want to mention her name because some of you know her. Uh, but she called me. She said, uh, Preacher, I, she heard a family that left the church she was going to, and she said, Preacher, I, uh, we're looking for a church, and we, we said about coming for Blue Ridge. I just had a few questions. I said, Sure. And she uh, she asked me a few things. One question she had was this She said, uh, What is it you focus on? And I said, Preacher. And she said, No, 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 no. I mean, as a church, what is it you focus on? And I said, Preacher. And she said, no, 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 no. I mean as an entire congregation. I said, preach. And she said, no, 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 no. I mean, do you focus on your youth? Or do you focus on your elders? Or do you focus on your middle age? Or do you focus? And I said, preach. I preached all of them. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Oh, my. And she said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. She said, what is your goal? What is your, what is it you aspire to do the next year? And I said, preach. <laughs> And she said, what do you mean? I said, that'll take care of it all. Right. They're right. Yeah. I said, you preach the word of God, you'll have a mission program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're right. I said, if you'll right back and preach, you'll do something for you. Yeah. Right. They're right. Right. They're right. Yeah. right. Somebody would help me right. Preach. That's what my priority is. I told you a minute ago, I'm all for sin. Let me just go ahead and nip it in the bud. We'll just get it out and open. I've been asking for ever since I started pastoring. Ever since I started pastoring, the first church I ever pastored, uh, that people asked me, uh, uh, preacher, let's have a good gospel singing. Nobody ever has one had my kind of gospel singing. Nobody ever has. I don't have no problem getting somebody to come in and sing. Don't bother me a bit, but we'll have preacher. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's right, neighbor. Oh, yes. Can I tell you something? I'm going to get singing. I'm all for it, but a lost man sits there and listens to singing and tap his foot right along with the next one. Yeah, if right. you let a man of God get up and open the book, you'll find their campus will begin to change. Isn't that right? Yeah, our focus ought to be on preaching. That ought to be our priority. They said, Ezra, bring the book. Now, I want to show you a few things how I know. Uh, that this congregation, this group of people in Nehemiah chapter 8, their focus, their priority was on preaching. I'll show you right here. Watch this. Watch what your Bible says. Go for me to verse 3. Or verse 2, I'm sorry. Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation. Now get the picture. Ezra the priest, the Bible said, brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women. And all they could hear with understanding on the first of the seventh month. And here comes the priest. He brings in the law of God, the scrolls, if you would. He comes in before the congregation. Does that sound familiar, by the way? He comes in before the congregation of both men and women and all they can hear with understanding. Watch what your Bible says. Verse number three. He read therein before the street and before the water gate from the morning under midday. Let's just break it down slowly. Notice when we say, preacher, how do you know it's a priority? Notice the allotment. Bible said he read before the congregation from morning till midday. Here's what, here's what that means. 
that phrase from morning to midday, it literally means, Leon, in the, in the Hebrew, it literally means from first light until midday. Soon as it was light enough to read, Ezra started reading. And he didn't stop till midday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, every Sunday, we'll go out to eat somewhere, whatever the case may be, and I hear them all around me. I can't help but chuckle. I got to where I take my towel so I don't look so spiritual. I go to a restaurant and I don't want to go to I hear them. Can you believe he preached till 1215? And I think to myself, Lord, help you should have come sit under me. I'd have been done about 1245. But uh, I hear it every Sunday. And, but I wonder, apparently he's done it midday, but he started at first light. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know what you're not finding me in my chapter eight? Not from one person. Yeah. Yeah. Not one. You know why? They just wanted to bring the blood. Right here. Oh, I know some dialogue right here. <laughs> they just wanted to bring the blood. And you know what? They sit there. They're like, they'll sit there and leave me. As long as they bring the blood. Yeah. You know why? They've been back long in captivity. Haven't been no worse. Ain't been no surplus. Ain't been in Boston. They just have to have fun. They're right. I'm afraid, Earl, you and I, if we're being real honest, we're a little small. Yeah. We've become so accustomed. We've become so accustomed to living in America. Every one of us got a Bible. Most of us probably got more Bibles than we could ever use. And I mean, we, we, we're so accustomed and so spoiled. Uh, I've been able to come and worship on Sundays and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Uh, and and I, I pray and hope that God never takes that away from us. I hope we always know that freedom. Uh, but I wonder sometimes if it wouldn't do us good to understand that it's not like that everywhere. They're having all my those. I'm not being ugly. God knows my heart. I'm not being ugly. But those that sit every Sunday and fuss about it, the preacher going 15, 20 minutes too long, there's somebody somewhere crying because that man of God had his head cut off for preaching the word of God. Yeah, right. They're having. Yeah. They was just, it was a priority. They had lost him as much time as he needed. They just wanted to hear him preach the word of God. They just wanted to break them up. We see the priority in their allotment. Now let's go through a few words. I want their allotment. But notice this. Notice their attention. Look what your Bible said in verse 3. And he read therein before the stream and before the water gate from the morning to midday. Before the men and women and those that could understand. Now listen to this. And the ears of all the people were attentive from the book of law. I'll be honest with you. I'm so jealous of Ezra. It's not even funny. I don't reckon I've ever preached a message in my life where the ears of all the people were attentive. But they were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're hungry for it. They wanted it. There was no distractions. There was nothing to draw their attention away. They weren't thinking about where they were going to go eat lunch after a while. They weren't thinking about what was going to happen tomorrow. They just wanted to bring the book. And the ears of all the people were attending to the book of the yes. They needed God to speak to them. And they were listening to what he had to say. They're happy. You and I, I, I believe all my heart, we've become so accustomed. 
every so you realize every service we all are coming to the congregate are coming to this place our place gather together people gather together in our place for desire to, to hear from God you ought to be listening to what God would speak to your heart in every single service can I tell you something listen to me I'm not being ugly if you want him to he'll give you something in every single service if you want him to I told Noah the other day we was talking about preaching I, I told him I said uh, go and go to some revivals this fall I told him, I said, I'll go with you. He'll call me. I'll go with you to where I can. And I said, you'll never waste your time here in person. Right. Yes. That right? Now listen, I told him, I'll be honest with you, that might be something he goes through, he'll learn what not to do. Yeah. But it's still not a waste of time. That right? Yeah. All my, their ears were tinted. They allotted their allotment. They had as much. There was no time limit. There was no. There was no boundaries of time. They wanted to hear from God. Their ears were dead. Then notice the tower above. They said, "Preacher, what do you mean by that?" Look up in verse four. Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made. Watch this now. For the purpose. That sound familiar? Ezra comes in. Among the people, stands before them, in front of them. Right. The said he stood upon a what pulpit of what wood? Yeah. Oh my! I'm not trying to be ugly, but I told you a minute ago. I put my priority on preaching. I put my emphasis on the Word of God. I'm gonna tell the deacons this and just let it slide. As long as I'm here, don't ever bring no pulpit glass in here. That right. All the time mention scripture, pulpit, then I ate. All the time to find it. You know what it was? Pulpit work. Amen. I'm not being ugly. I mean, I, if somebody wants to have pulpit place, that's fine. But I, I won't be scriptural, don't you? Amen. Pulpit of work. That word pulpit means that. I'm not being ugly, but can you see it? Uh, lift up. Now, it wasn't so Ezra could be lifted up. Just so the word of God can be lifted up. Yeah. Yeah. They showed a priority by lifting up the word of God. Isn't that right? Yeah. Ezra stood on a platform above the people. Well, you'll find that in verse 5. The Bible said, For he was above all the people. He stood on a platform raised above the people, and the pulpit lifted up the word of God. It, yeah. it showed that's the priority. Yeah. That's, right. Right. that's the priority. Lifts it up. We say the, the priority in the tower above. Then those, if you would, uh, they arise in verse 5. Watch what your Bible said. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. Now watch this. Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. He's got on a pulpit. He's on the platform. He's above all the people. He opens the book of the law. Watch what your Bible said. Ezra opened the book and saw all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people what? Right. They showed their priority in standing. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever told you or not. I've always said, let's stand together for honor and reverence and ring the word of God. Now, I know sometimes we're going to read the whole chapter, I don't, but you know where I get that? Nehemiah 8. When Ezra opened the book, all the people stood up. Showed the strength. Showed the priority. Listen, let it stand up. Let it stand up when Ezra walked in. 
right? I know they ain't gonna sing. They stand up. They stand up for the singing of God. But when you open the book, that's the shoulders. Yes. Right. They teach you. Teach you very quickly in the military. I never was in the military, but I do know this. Somebody of higher rank walks in, you know what you do? You stand up and salute. Mm -hmm. All right? Oh my, when that book's open, Lord, show respect. It's a priority. Show reverence to it. Oh my, you know, say, preacher, how you going to have church? Put the priority on that book. Amen. All right? Everything else falls in line. I'm all for it. Don't think I'm not going to get seen. I'm all for it. Put the priority on that book. Amen. All right? Watch this. See the priority. They showed it in their time a lot. They showed it. Uh, they showed it in their attention. They showed it uh, in their rising. They showed it in the tower that was above. Then us from the fifthly, the praise. Ezra was opening the book. All the people stood up. Now watch verse six. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. You know what Ezra did? What this book does. He blessed the Lord, the great God. Isn't that right? Now watch this. All smart hit me right here. And all the people answered. Let me say this. This is not a crowd. It's a congregation. Is that right? That's what Nehemiah called a congregation. There is a difference. If you go down here to... What's that place over here? What, uh, uh, what Reagan does in place? Andy Griffith Playhouse. You're in a crowd. Yeah. You sit down and you watch the show. Yeah. This is not a crowd. This is a congregation. A congregation participates in the service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I said, Ezra, bless the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen. Amen. That word amen means of truth. That's what it means. It means truth. It means what you're saying is true. They weren't, they weren't amen so much Ezra as they made the word of God. They were participating. There is a difference between a crowd and a congregation. Yeah. Yeah. So we see there, we see the praise that Ezra's reading out of the law of God and uh, they're crying out and saying, hey man, hey man. And watch this now. Watch what else said. No deceits. Why oh, like it? Ezra, bless the Lord to bring God all people answered, amen, amen, with lifting up their hands. Right there. Ezra's a preacher and they're raising their hands up and waving them and saying, hey, amen, uh, I'm a truth, that's right, uh, you're right about that's right, that's what we need, uh, amen, they're worshiping, watch this, and they bowed their hands, worshiped the Lord with faces to the ground. What right that? Does that sound like a church service to you? Mm -hmm. We'll have to have people. We'll have to have place. People are going to want to hear from the Word of God. They will have to make the Word of God a priority. Then when they do that, there's going to have to be some praise. There's going to have to uplift. Isn't that right? Yeah. Notice when I'm done, verse 7. Now you bear with me. I'm going to try to read these names best I can. Also, Jeshua, Benai, Shabai, and Jamin, and Jacob, and Shabbathai, Hodijah, Masai, Kalita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Leah, and the Levites. Watch this now. Caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. That's interesting. 
They didn't just get up and hoop and holler. The Bible said they there's these people. In fact, when you when you look in verse four, the, the Levites, the priests, they stood behind. Them. Is that right? Almost on the platform with them. You with me? I don't fall out Stood behind. You ever been? I'm, some churches do it, especially larger churches. I don't think that's derogatory or uplifting anymore, but a lot of times you have like a pastor and an assistant pastor and a, a youth pastor, whatever the case may be. They'll, while the pastor's preaching, the, the others will sit behind. They get that out of being my age, by the way. But what those men did, those priests, the Bible said they caused the people to understand. And church, by the way. The purpose of being here is to cause the people to understand. I, I've been before, you know, I've been in Southern, I've been in before, where it almost seemed like the one preacher was trying to make it so mystical, nobody else could understand. That's not what Israel did. They caused the people to understand. They, they wanted to know more about the Word of God than they did than they did with Right. Well, that would be our desire. Right. Every time we come, we are to know more about the Word of God, know more about God when we leave, and then we'll come. Watch verse 8. I'll hurry. I like this. Listen to this, verse 8. So they read in the book of the law of God distinctly. That's interesting. They didn't read nothing else. They wasn't doing it to be confusing. That word distinctly means clear. Means means uh, uh, with with ease almost. They read it to where the people could hear it. Read the book of law distinctly and only the book of law. Now watch this. That's not all they did. No, you're going to listen up or hear this teaching. I'm not going to just just give you a biblical definition of what preaching means. They read the book of law of God distinctly. And gave the sins. You know what that means? Ezra read, and he said, then I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but Ezra read, and he said, now let me explain that to you. Yeah. Let me tell you what that means. There gave the sins. Now watch this. Gave the sins and caused them to understand the reading. Let me give you an example. Ezra said, for example, over, uh, let's see, when the children of Israel rebelled against God, God took fire and served the book at the same day. Let's say that's the text. Ezra read it to them. He said, now I'll tell you what that means. They disobeyed God. They kept refusing. They, they spoke against God, against the man of God. God sent fiery serpents, and everyone that was bitten surely died. And God told Moses to stick a, a brazen serpent, put it on a pole, and lift it up. And if they'd look, they'd live. And uh, he explains it to them. Right? Gave the sins. That's what literally happened. Then he said, watch this. And caused them to understand the reading. Now, I know Ezra would have done this, but I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you what he's talking about. He explained what happened literally. That's giving the sins. Then when he caused them to understand, he said, let me tell you what that means now. 
Bible said in John chapter 3, verse 14, that as Moses was Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must I be lifted up. There, huh? Yeah. Then so what that is is a picture of Christ that when we disobeyed and was disobedient and deserved to die, had distance for our life, he was lifted up at Calvary and shed his blood. Thank God if we look to him, we live. That's called the one thing to It's laying out. It's laying out a literal interpretation of expositional preaching of what it's done. You read the text, you read the law of God distinctly, you give the sense what it literally means in the text, and then cause the people to understand and apply it to their own life. That's preaching. All right? Yeah. Now, watch this. Cause them to understand the reason. I want to show something about the perception. You realize that, that this morning, that is the purpose of being. If you want church, that's my desire. I want you to understand your Bible. I want to read out the law of God distinctly. I want, I want to give you the sense. And I want you to leave with understanding. Can I hurry? You let me hurry. I'll quit. What time is it? Lord, help. I'm going to let you out for 12 o'clock. Watch this. Verse number 12. Watch what your Bible said. Well, let's read verse 9. Nehemiah, which is the that means governor. He's a governor. Ezra the priest, scribe, and Levites to talk to people, said to all the people, This day is holy in the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. How about that? Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions to them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy in our Lord. Neither be you sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites, Stealed all the people saying, Hold your peace for the day is holy, neither be you grieved. Watch verse 12. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and send portions to make great myrrh because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. Will you, will you hear me out? They left different than the way they came. Not because of an emotional stirring. They don't follow that when they say this. Not because of an emotional stir. We're emotional people. I understand that. And we saw they cried, they wept when they heard the words of the law. I don't know what text Ezra took, but it spoke to it spoke to their heart. They they wept and it affected them emotionally. What we said they left different, not because of their emotions, but because they understood the words of the law. Isn't that right? So understood the words of the I don't think I desire every time we come. And I'll tell you this, if you'll come this if we'll come this morning as a church, if we'll gather, if the people will gather together, we'll come to the place and make it make the and, and desire to hear from heaven out of the word of God. And we'll show a priority. We'll do put all those things in place and we'll praise him and thank him for what he's done. I promise you this, our perception will be changed. We'll leave different. Because we've understood the words that were spoken to us. Isn't that beautiful? All the way back in Nehemiah 8. I understand that's not a local New Testament church. But can you see the principles laid out of how to have a church service? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that beautiful? My, my, my. Let's stand to our feet.